Coming to you from the American College of Emergency Physicians annual event in Boston, Massachusetts. This is ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholz. I'm joined by Dr. Matt Bittner. He's Vice Chair of Medical Staff Affairs and Quality at the Greenville Health System in Greenville, South Carolina, which is associated with the University of South Carolina College of Medicine. Uh, Dr. Bittner is also the Chair of the ASEPS Educational Meeting Subcommittee and is directing and chairing Innovate ED. Dr. Bittner, welcome to you. Thanks for having me. So let's move right in on Innovate ED. I think a lot of our audience has heard about it. It's definitely been on the map here. Everybody I've spoken to mentioned, you know, Innovate ED. There's a lot going on there. What is it? So about three years ago, the educational meeting staff and I were looking at ways to create a new experience for attendees and physicians. You know, the exhibit program at ASEP has been wildly successful for, for decades as the, the meeting has grown um, and the attendance has grown. However, the feel on the exhibit hall is more of the traditional vendor-exhibitor relationship, track the number of leads, recruiting firms, and so forth. But as an attendee, we wanted to create an opportunity for you to interact and have thoughtful discussion about what the changes are in our specialty in our field without the pressure of a sales pitch or collecting your you know QR code as a as a, a lead generator right so take me a little bit through some of the offerings at innovate ed obviously we're going to get into some of the simulations but what is the overall scope in which innovate ed exists so in its third year um, we've obviously morphed and grown from the first offering but the thought is to generate almost a simulated emergency department where interactive displays of both what the vendors, exhibitors have to offer and a chance for hands-on opportunities for the attendees to go through. And we've tried various iterations of, you know, guided audio tours to small group walk-arounds to sort of the simulation scenarios that we're doing now to sort of give the opportunity for attendees to have real first-hand experience with what is not uh, Marty McFly and going to be here in 20, 30 years, but what's the next innovation that you might see on your next shift? So on that, that note, one of the highlighted events that everybody's been talking about is the Code Black active shooter simulation. Tell me a little bit about that. So we have three simulations we work on this year. And the first is a critical care scenario, the other is a stroke scenario, and then the final is with collaboration with ASEP section on disaster medicine. And we're doing an active shooter scenario, which is slightly different. We had looked at doing it last year, but we thought perhaps it was a little too close to the Boston event to have something, especially here in Boston. But the disaster section, the lead of the disaster section task force that's working on this also happens to be a budding cinematographer. So they've put together a scenario using actors, which are our own members, emergency physicians and attendees, to walk through sort of what would happen in an active shooter scenario using the tools that are available in InnovADD. Hmm. Fascinating. How does one even put something like that, which sounds remarkably complex, together for an event like this? Well, so, you know, much like Assembly, we started planning for, we started planning for Boston right here in December of last year. So we've been working on this almost an entire year. And the disaster section put together a core group of individuals who start like any other simulation with a script or a screenplay of what they intend to walk through. It's a little bit of moving pieces because 
we don't know who's going to present their next innovation in AVD. And some of the exhibitors and vendors there are displaying things that didn't even get FDA approval until a few weeks before the meeting. Right. So it's a little bit of a moving target, but we have a, a core group of individuals that collaborate between the section of disaster medicine and then the ASAP meeting staff, myself, and Dr. Menderada, my, um, my co-chair who works with me on the InnovADD. Right, well it seems perfectly fitting to have moving pieces, moving parts, a lot of fluidity when we're talking about innovation. Correct. <laughs> it seems only fitting, although that probably takes years off people's lives uh, who are trying to plan the whole thing. Well, you know, it's unique because we talked about innovation three years ago when this started, and we were very clear that we didn't want to create a mini exhibit hall, and we really wanted to have that higher level of experience for people going through it. And so, I personally review with, with Dr. Menorata every application to see whether or not as a practicing emergency physician, you know, I, I see patients, nights, weekends, you name it, and what we believe would be innovative in our practice. And you know, it, it's created some, some challenges because companies and vendors, whether it be you know, pharma regulation, whether it be you know, internal research and development, we're trying to encourage collaboration across spaces, and that's something that they have always viewed as proprietary. But it's been exciting now in the third year to see some of those barriers break down just from simple conversations. Yeah, absolutely. If you're just joining us, this is ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz, and I'm joined by Dr. Matt Bittner from the University of South Carolina. We're talking about Innovate ED and a lot of the work that has gone into planning, preparing, and putting it forward for ASEP, which we are at right now. So getting back to the simulators, Dr. Bittner, what would you say marks them as differentiators from more traditional formats for simulations? Because clearly, you say it right off the bat and it sounds different. Mm -hmm. But how exactly does this type of simulation differ from traditional formats? Well, you know, traditional simulation is an educational tool used for the participants. So, you know, as a physician, you go to a simulation to learn how to do a new procedure, a new skill, a new cognitive thought process, or work in interprofessional teams and multidisciplinary approaches to you know, patient care. Whereas this simulation here, all the participants know their role, they have a defined role, and we have a course of action that's already gonna be taken you know, almost to some level of medutainment. You know, it's medical education, but it also has to be entertaining and engaging, and an opportunity to show how the things that are available in an ABD could actually impact your practice if you're just a normal practicing doc. So the participants here, the attendees in Innovate ED are, are really watching this unfold while their experienced colleagues go through this scenario. Hmm. And being three years in now with Innovate ED, have you received feedback to the effect of practice changes? People saying that you know, it really did affect them in the way that they perceive their practice in emergency departments? So individual attendees really like the interactivity of it. And Perhaps it's removing the pressure of the, the sales pitch, as we say. But, you know, you walk by and people are having thoughtful discussion about like, oh, this is great, but I don't like the way this fits in my hand. And maybe you could thin the handle by, you know, a little bit so it's more comfortable or I'm a male or female. And so vendors and exhibitors are having the opportunity to sort of get development feedback from the practicing physicians, which they don't necessarily always get outside of their own institution, facility, or organization. Interesting. So even the vendors can come back and say, this actually deeply affected the way and influenced the way that we advance our, our own science, our own products. Correct. That's interesting. So 
where do you see things heading from now? Obviously, it's a little bit early. You put a lot of work into this, and we're going to be focused on the here and now. But what's the next horizon for InnovADD? Well, you know, I think this year's a great example. So we're incredibly excited. This is the first year that OnStar showcased with us in InnovADD. And OnStar's been around for a long time, but that would not be a traditional market segment you would expect to see at an emergency medicine conference, right? If we were at the you know, National Automobile Builders Association, you would see OnStar there. But there's some really interesting things happening around that science and even with other vendors. So I was in Innovate ED yesterday. I walked by OnStar. You can't miss it. They brought a crashed Camaro into the front of the, the exhibit. And the first person I ran into was not an OnStar representative. It was another organization, T-Systems. And they were looking at creating closed feedback loop with OnStar. So as a practicing physician, you get an uh, airbag deployment or an activation on OnStar. They have principal direction of force and other vehicle telemetry that they can then send to the treating physician based on the incident number and say, well, here's what it looks like. Here were the crash scene you know, photos and so forth. And then more importantly, they're exploring ways to take information, de-identified obviously, but in the initial stages to try to create closed loop communication so that you know an injured occupant in the vehicle, and we know the outcome of that, gets fed back to OnStar so that they then know, based on the principal direction of force and field telemetry, they could do predictive analytics. The power in this is that, a great example is, you know, when OnStar goes off, OnStar will be able to tell the 911 center, hey, your guy has a 27% chance of a liver laceration or a 43% chance of a head injury, or based on the vehicle data, it's going to be a prolonged entrapment. So you should you know, send a heavy rescue or add a second ambulance or maybe auto launch a helicopter. And we know that before the patient's even called 911. Mm -hmm. And so that's really exciting to see people collaborating across space, you know, a traditional EMER, you know, T-Systems, and then the vehicle telematics, and they're, they're looking at ways to make it easier for us as practicing physicians to take care of our patients. Right. It seems remarkably intuitive the way that you describe it, although I don't know if I ever would have thought of that particular collaboration, for instance, on Star ASAP ever taking place or why that would happen until you described it to me. Who was thinking outside of the box there? Because that, that sounds like a pretty remarkable, innovative thought there. Yeah, I, I would love to take credit for it, you know, that Innovate brought these people together. But, you know, I think it's just creating these conversations and opportunity for interaction that just allows things to occur sort of organically. Fascinating. Well, Dr. Binder, before we wrap up, anything that you want to add for our viewers and our listeners? No, I, I think the thing to take away is that we are looking at ways to create value in experiences for people beyond the traditional continuing medical education meeting. And so I think Innovate is a great example on how we're pushing the limits and trying to create something that you may not experience if you are just you know, reading a journal article and answering some questions after it. And it, it could be an opportunity loss to interact with a colleague from another area, another specialty, or just elsewhere, even in your ED, that you might not have had that interaction around thoughtful process about what your practice could be. And I say could be very purposefully because we, we're not sure where it's headed. We're just sort of watching these things grow as we continue in this path with Innovate ED. Hmm. And any way in which viewers, listeners who couldn't make it to ASAP this year get some sense of the scope of Innovate ED, get some background materials or other online materials? So Innovate ED does have a website and some interaction, and we're looking at possibilities like ReachMD, filming some of our scenarios as a way to push this out in distributive format. Innovate ED is obviously in its third year still in infancy, considering we've been doing ASAP for decades and sort of 
figuring out the best way to push this out to the masses for those of us who are still maining the emergency department right here and now so that we have the privilege of attending meetings like this. We can't forget the emergency physician who's at home, you know, work in the ED, walking room to room right now so that colleagues can be here getting these educational opportunities. Well, we're happy to take that hand off if you need it. And uh, cameras or no cameras, we will certainly be there. <laughs> Excellent. You can count on us to be able to, uh, to film it for our viewers, but even if I didn't have a camera, I would be there. It just sounds too cool to pass up. For well, lack of a better term, it is cool. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> I definitely will. With that, I want to thank my guest, Dr. Matt Bittner from the University of South Carolina. We've been talking about Innovate ED, and this is ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. Join us again for further episodes, podcasts on ReachMD.com, and we'll see you then.